0: Hello and welcome to episode 68 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today I'm joined by Tom Kennett. I'll save a clarification by recording this one a little early. With the World Cup coming up, Uh, we're we're busy men, so get this one out. Also, this is probably as close to a crossover episode as you are going to get with this podcast. Uh, We've been doing the World Cup breakdown series separately to uh, the actual podcast, but we have 13 left to do and quite honestly... I don't know about TK. Some of these ones we can't honestly justify taking a not out to do. I'm sure Morocco is a lovely place. Lovely but, place, rather damn sure, but. But when there's uh, all kinds of things going on, <laughs> this isn't the time to be sat in in Morocco. I think this could actually be the hottest day ever. Walked to the barbers earlier and I actually had to apologise. I said to my mum's bloke, Is it hot outside? I've been working from home all day. Said, no, no, it's actually quite a strong breeze out there. <laughs> so I've gone out in black joggers, <laughs> thick uh, like football shirt. Oh, I was dying. I had to stop for a water halfway.
1: <laughs> it's
0: only a fifteen minute walk. to
1: say for for clarity for the people listening, <laughs> it's maybe a ten minute walk, maybe even
0: watermelon water though. Very underrated. I was thinking Ooh. as well. With this being uh, as what you'd say a crossover episode, I feel like Sean get, always getting mentioned on this podcast. It is literally like he's just. A character and not actually a person. Yeah, he just gets constant shots sent for him. My uh, comparison I was I was making was a uh, Jazzy Jeff in The Fresh Prince, where he <laughs> is actually a guy outside of The Fresh Prince, <laughs> but occasionally he just comes on the shows, get kicked out, pretty much like what Sean does film. now. That is it. So Sean is our Jazzy Jeff.
1: I do wonder what people listening think. then. they don't really know. <laughs> Well, the might... thing is, like, other people get reference, but they don't necessarily. We normally keep their names out of it. Yeah, but Sean, for whatever reason, <laughs> does end up get his name from it. It's at Sean Shoot on Twitter if you want to find
0: him. He's not. It's at Sean S-S-S-Sean SFS ninety three. I was just gonna go with his name.
1: If you look in Sean Shoot, he's yeah. got his name on there, isn't he?
0: There's only one. You'll find his art. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the thing is, I suppose, is because he's been on here, we just do kind of say like I remember we could take a little glimpse beyond the curtain here. When we were starting the podcast, I remember we kind of had discussions about how much of ourselves we would mention. And this was way back now, like yeah. 70 weeks ago. Um, and I thought a lot of times when you do listen to podcasts, you do almost tune in for the person rather than...
1: The content. Yeah. yeah. So
0: hopefully we are interested in enough people that, <laughs> that people do listen in for. It's either they
1: hate us and our content
0: or one or the other. Yeah, because I am actually more inclined, like... Or maybe I'd follow someone on Twitter if they're boring. But on the other hand, if I really dislike them, I will stay following just for them because I want to see what is going to wire me up.
1: The Piers Morgan follow, isn't it? You, kind yeah. of, you want to aggravate yourself.
0: Sometimes I do actually agree. him, And I go back like a day later and I'm like, Christ, how on earth did I ever agree with this bloke? Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so obviously we're not going to break down every single team. So this is kind of our definitive World Cup breakdown. This is the greatest World Cup breakdown you're going to see this side of the sun. <laughs> Not to put any pressure on. Alex is going to have something nice to listen to on his Monday jog. Also, speaking of Alex... Keep pushing through that, mate. Him uh, supplying a pop-up table for while the World Cup's on. Hero. I was saying when we first got him on the pod, there were people saying, what on earth do you get Alex Jones on the pod? And it's valuable little things like this that just make it all worthwhile. What an acquisition. Well, the thing is, like... It's, maybe this will be because obviously we'll be watching the World Cup games at the time it could be like the equivalent of the fight companion you see with Rogan not always, I won't ever watch it live because I need the commentary and they're talking about all kinds of shite but then I will sometimes go back to see how they've reacted to a specific moment with the little clip <laughs> so maybe that'll be us although watching a, a game with Alex we might not get a word in He'll be claiming he predicted everything. <laughs> Senegal, a little fronker in a game or something, he be like,
1: I did say that fella can hit one from 40
0: yards. <laughs> I've invited him over for the England game against Tunisia. Somehow he'll find his, he'll find his way onto a tube, just so he has the story <laughs> to tell for the next two years by him being on a tube. Anyway, <laughs> so we've got all kinds of questions to get into, uh, and we'll kind of see how this goes. So, if we start off with... We've we sounded the dark horse klaxon throughout our World Cup breakdowns.
1: Almost every episode seems yeah. like the klaxon go off,
0: and this is the time to give your definitive dark horse. I actually worded it a nicer when I sent you the questions. Which lesser heralded team is poised for a deeper run?
1: Okay, yeah, you throw me off with the uh, with the dark horse shout.
0: All right, so if, if I if I go in first, then I've got a couple of suggestions before getting to my ultimate choice. Okay, Okay. so the first one that I've thought is Egypt. And I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to go all the way. And kind of why I've said maybe this way is because a dark horse is maybe who you'd see to go the whole way. And for someone like Egypt, for them overperforming past their expectations won't be winning it. So for them, I've kind of said they've drawn a relatively easy group. They've got Russia, Saudi Arabia, and Uruguay. And I guess a lot of it depends on how fit Salah so, is. Yeah, but I mean, he's been banging in goals for fun, like to the point where I mean, when you go on to see to bet on first goal scorer, and you completely disregard the one name because it's like it's not even worth <laughs> having a bet there. But I mean, if he can score the goals, then I'm I'm not saying. Saudi Arabia, I mean, as organised as they are, they should be taking a pummel in from the majority of the others. I don't like yeah. to call fixed, but Russia getting Saudi Arabia for their opening game rather than yeah. Uruguay or <laughs> Egypt looks a little iffy to me. But no, I think they've got the potential there. If they can be organised, they've got Nani in the midfield. So they've got... <laughs> I think they are an organised enough unit who are going to rely on Salah getting the goals well, at the other end.
1: Well, that was it, wasn't it? The biggest, biggest thing of his injury was that they're basically an organised, efficient sort of unit, and they're going to yeah. rely on him producing a bit of magic or just his pacing behind to uh, to get a goal yeah. for him. and I'll presumably sit on that. But. Yeah.
0: With us having uh, the, the boxing on TV, I do feel like we're commentating on it rather than talking about football. I feel like we're. Johnny Nelson's
1: given us an opinion now. I feel like <laughs> she's going to come to me next and be like, what do you think?
0: If I have the money for uh, VR, I mean, I, I say all the time, which. I do think it's harsh. When 3D TVs first came out, and I suppose it is one of those things where if you don't laugh, you'll cry. My dad getting a 3D TV and having a stroke a week later and could no longer see in 3D. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? So, yeah, they had a bit of a nightmare there. I don't even think... I, think I feel just... awful for laughing. I feel like you can laugh at that and I can't. <laughs> well, like... It, it, like uh... Was it Wasn't it Sean who insulted my mum recently? And I was like, well, I can say this, but you actually can't.
1: Yeah, I've also insulted your mum's roast dinners, though. And you said yeah, oh, I, I could do. say that. Yeah, I, I can't I say that.
0: I don't, but to be fair, I also don't have them, so you can get away with it. All right, so another one. Um, I mean, probably the people are still going to say Belgium for some ridiculous
1: <laughs> reason. Realistically, if we take bias out of the window, they should probably be favourites top our group.
0: Yeah, are they with the bookmakers. I'm sure they are. the what The one I was going to go for is I think will be everyone's Belgium this time. Is Croatia.
1: I was going to say I think they're we, the yeah likely one, aren't they?
0: It feels harsh saying it when you look at their team, but no one is really expecting much out of them. Croatia. Yeah.
1: Yeah, as we discussed on our Croatia episode, though, I do think I feel like this is like a bit of a last tilt for a lot of them.
0: Yeah, but what I mean is like. Uh, Belgium last time I called a dark horse, but they had this ridiculous squad. Purely, they're a dark horse in who can go a lot deeper rather than... I mean, we know they're talented, but no one is picking them to hit the heights apart from Brad, who said the semi-final.
1: <laughs> you tried getting out of that as well. Yeah, You basically made him pick him.
0: But I mean, just going through their squad, so Modric, Mandzukic is already two there who are good enough to get into most international size. Perisic... You can go on and on Racketitch. and on. Yeah, a lot of titches. <laughs> but I mean, they all actually have experience at the highest kind of level as well. So you look at Modric's Champions League, Mandzukic's Champions League, and they're playing for top clubs as well.
1: I think we said we're sort of we're always reluctant to use the term "golden generation," but yeah. in terms for them, I can't think of like a better sort of. Yeah, squad I think I literally called really.
0: their episode about the golden generation. <laughs> um, I was
1: thinking, um, basically, whoever comes out of that like group H is probably it could go further than they're probably expected yeah, to. Yeah, that's, that's a And you bit. think like Poland, Senegal, Colombia and Japan, that is a bit of a... All four teams probably fall into the category of could be a difficult night's work on their best day. But the fact that all four of them are in the same group, that means one of them you'd say is going to go f- further than expected, really. Yeah. Like one of them is probably going to get to the quarters.
0: I'd be remiss to not shout out our Peru boys. They have the backing of the podcast. They do. I mean... Guerrero is now cleared to play, so that's obviously a big boost for them. They have one of the best managers in the world in Ricardo Gareca in terms of organisation, being a tactician, and then they do actually have talent in Quaver Flores, Ruiz, uh, Ruiz Ru- oh. Ru- Diaz. Easy for you to say, seeing the bloke, but pronouncing his name, uh, obviously isn't easy. But you face- are all in on this Peru hype. Well, facing France is going to be tough, but Bentner's has now been ruled out of the World Cup. I thought so, they so should have done. I thought <laughs> they should have postponed the tournament. <laughs> Fuck sake, well, they should. The Lord isn't there. Australia have called up Tim Cahill, so they must be scraping the bottom of oh, the barrel. I, that's so good from them. I, I can't wait to see him fronking a header at the back post. Vduga and Kuhl were
1: both on holiday.
0: Remember or something, that, were remember that uh, absolute beastie scored in the in the last tournament. People were the one that compared it to like Van Basten. Yeah, that was <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Absolutely walloped it in. I think it's, you've got to take into consideration the player. It's probably better than Van Basten. Bearing in mind he hasn't, he normally just scores goals over his head.
0: Pretty sure he's late in the game as well. Is it on his weaker foot as well? I've got a feeling his left foot. <laughs> Regardless, we're going to talk it up as if it is that. Yeah. But Australia and Denmark are both beatable teams outside of France, so yeah, you're right. They'll fancy themselves. I think they'll be disappointed if they don't go through. You reckon? I'd- yeah. Denmark. I think the
1: Danes will be thinking the same. Though. Yeah, They'll I think they all should go three through of them
0: are going to think we can get through this, which mm. is actually is what's going to make it such a great group.
1: On things like you know people talking at young players to watch and stuff, I've seen a couple of Danes being mentioned actually, yeah. not to the point that I I don't I can't claim I really know them. Uh, well this but, is
0: this is what happens, isn't it? This you get a big, you complete a lesser club, you have a good tournament, and you yeah. can go all the way. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he was an unknown talent, but Arshavin was the one, wasn't it? Where if Arsenal had been linked with him before the World Cup, you yeah, maybe like, would have been excited. But after, there were parties in the street when he signed.
1: Yeah. there was a. That was probably a bit of a cautionary tale in that I think he was, what, 28 by the time that tournament yeah. actually came around? So quite a late and coming he had, out
0: that, he had that world against Holland in, in extra time, didn't he? Yeah. I was going to say overtime, we're getting into uh, an <laughs> American in audience. Uh, do you have anything yeah. else to suggest before we uh, move on? Not really. I thought, in
1: the England game the other night, I thought the second half, Nigeria actually looked okay. And they're the weakest team in that group. Yeah.
0: Really? So, that's... Us... Yeah, we're going to get on to uh, some of their most fun groups, and you... that's definitely one of them that I would yeah, say. Yeah, Iceland knows what else. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so, which favorite will won't get out of the group is one, and I kind of narrowed it down to one here, in that I think it's going to be Poland. Yeah? When you look at the team itself, and the fact they are almost solely relying on Lewandowski... That's a lot of pressure to put on an ageing striker's shoulders.
1: He's not... He obviously can produce, obviously, world-class goals, but he's also not a guy who tends to get things out of nothing.
0: No, no, he's going to rely on service. Yeah. We've got Felix Cush on here, uh, bloke a bloke at my work. You know, Paul always always describes him as his mate because uh, he... he uh went in the sauna when he was in a a hotel on a trip away and ended up in the sauna with him and his brothers and he told him pretty much his whole life story. I remember (laughs) you saying that. Was it just before
1: he turned pro? Um, Yes, I think
0: he'd had his debut and he was fighting at York Hall that weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a good one. But, I mean, Poland's uh, group, so Senegal, Colombia and Japan, they're all teams capable of beating Poland. 100%, yeah. So I'm not saying they're not going to go through. I mean, they have a squad capable of going through, but I'm not sure they're going to be one to dig themselves out of a ditch when they get there. I think they're going to rely on literally the one man to get them through, almost like we are saying with Salah in Egypt. But I back Salah to pull some out of a tough game more than I would Lewandowski. Yeah, fitness to which is harsh to say a bloke who scored four goals, what was it, in the space of 10 minutes against Dortmund.
1: Yeah, but you'll never go want him for service in uh, no. Bayern's team, will you?
0: Apparently, he wants to leave Bayern. I
1: I said this, and then um, Goff said to me, "It's like, yeah, he does get to say that every summer." It's like, yeah, that is a good point.
0: I got roped in completely, but <laughs> yeah, I didn't actually uh, think of that until you have said that. Now it does seem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this one seemed
1: it. extra. It does seem extra, sort of. Uh, yeah, to have a bit more to it. But
0: is there anyone else you're thinking of in particular?
1: Well, I had two kind of points to make. I think Argentina, such as sort of the nature of the beast could be one of those where if they do turn up and shit out the first game, then they're in a bit of trouble. Like we said, that is a, a decent group they're in. And they're basically, once again, going into a tournament relying and completely on attacking options, really, at the back. I know Osam Hedden had a good year, yeah, but he tends to be one of those defenders who does benefit, I think, from being sort of the second man, if you like. I'm not sure if they play Mascarana. I think they might play Mascarana midfield. Well,
0: I'm actually glad you mentioned Argentina because uh, I'm going to tear up the script here and I'm going to switch up the order of the questions. Uh-oh. So, um, <laughs> if, if we do this first then, so who do you think is going to score more this tournament, Ronaldo or Messi? Mm. I, I'm personally going to go with Messi purely because I think Argentina are going to go further than Portugal will.
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling Ronaldo might go on sort of a... Uh, Russell Westbrook-style stat-padding mission. <laughs> just in terms of, I think, he's thinking, I've got a lot of other records in the books. Yeah. I'm just, and, to an extent, he can get away with it and that he knows
0: he is the only one who's going to do anything for him. What so it, I he
1: can I, literally
0: just go... I don't know how they won that Euros. They're honestly a terrible team. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, Nani was still starting for them. Oh, Christ.
1: Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that you know, you're going to assume Spain in the top of that group, if it yeah. wasn't for the fact that Morocco and Iran are both... I was going to say unknown quantities, but really, you're not expecting them to do anything. You, then you might think Portugal much more if they were yeah. in one of those other groups.
0: That's a great game to have for the first trouble. full day. Sorry, Portugal Spain be the opening game in the group. Oh, is that the opener? yeah? Next Friday, seven p.m. Okay, they both know where they stand then from the first game onwards as well. I mean, see, that's I think that actually works well for Portugal because I, like, I think you I, can go there and get some sort of result. Yeah, that's the thing. They're going to want to get some kind of result, aren't they? If they well,
1: they'll probably pay for the draw. Spain Making aren't going to hol- fancy the
0: pressure either. If you remember when uh, they lost their openers to Holland, and then from then on they they just panicked because they knew they needed a result in all their other games. Holland? Yeah, Van Persie scored that uh, header.
1: Christ, yeah. Then in the yeah. same group, as well. did they, did they lose to Switzerland? They? They, they went out at well. the group stage. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I, I can remember them playing the Swiss. Um, but yeah, I, I could see Ronaldo just going kind of full retard, and even if they get to the last sixteen, yeah, that's four games for him to rattle in some goals.
0: Well, this was something I was going to ask, and it was kind of a, a, th- a throwaway almost comment. But a question we did have sent in, we're getting listener questions uh-huh. these days, um, was who is going to be the player that's going to be missed most that's been left out of the squad? Okay. And the reason I got onto this with uh, Argentina was because Icardi was left out of the squad, and he said that it's because uh, he doesn't get on with Messi, he's known the whole time, which is why he's not that upset. Uh-huh. because he knows what Messi says goes in this team. And he said, I just thought he had a bit more about him, that he could put things aside, basically. And I wondered if... They haven't got bad other options, have they? <laughs> no, but I wondered if this would kind of change uh, your opinion on Messi, because it may be just me, but I think one of the reasons people tend to prefer Messi to Ronaldo is that Ronaldo seems to be the guy that will win any way possible, and then Messi seems to be the guy who will win the right way, if that makes any sense at all. And so it kind of puts a bit of a dumpner there for me, if I know he is kind of this petty guy who's willing to kind of put personal grievances over the team, because Hmm. let me tell you when Higuain is putting in the 90th minute of ball into the top tier, they're going to think maybe Icardi could have done us a favor here.
1: Yeah, that's valid. Um, I don't know because I think there is a. Every now and again, you get like a little thing come out about Messi where someone's got a bit of stories to dig out on him. It's always a bit. I feel like whenever someone's built up as a nice guy, there's always someone ready there with a story to try and shoot that down. So. Not everyone. Yeah. Icardi could have been a bit of a prick and they might have a disagreement. And then in that case, if you have two players where, from the coach's point of view, right, they don't get along, realistically, we're going away for a tournament. I'm going to have to drop one of them. Yeah. There's no decision good. to make, is there? So, no. <laughs> no, definitely not. So if it comes down to that...
0: The thing is, though, like, I don't know what it's like, obviously, when they do go away. It seems to me if you need to avoid one person, it shouldn't be that difficult.
1: Yeah, it's true. The problem the problem is it seems it does form with football as well. Like Clicks seem to form, especially in national teams. And it just seems to be... There's always that sort of... Um, I don't want to say sort of a cliche but with the Netherlands it always seems to be that you know they say like, oh, it's a matter of time before they implode another <laughs> yeah. row. France does another to, one yeah it does seem to be just like groups form and then they well, you I know, said fall to you, out I don't know whether it's just like
0: immaturity or what but... I said to you didn't I about the new football manager where you see this and you see the different groups of friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that and sometimes when you ask them to do um, like tutoring they refuse to do it because they just don't like the bloke they're supposed to yeah, be tutoring. Yeah. And sometimes they actually just refuse halfway through. And then it causes like a little rift because oh they just won't work together. Like um, I've got Oblak in goal for Arsenal, as unrealistic as that is. Straight away, <laughs> 89 million, drop the, drop the release clause. He's just a prick to everyone on my team. I can't get him to tutor anyone at all. He's just an absolute bell to everyone. But obviously I keep him in because he's obviously a top-class keeper.
1: I think, in a way, that's one element where football managers got it quite realistic, where people don't think about it enough, is the sort of the personality side of things. Whereby you see it with the current English squad. People do say that like, they seem like there's a good vibe about them. There's the
0: chemistry's there. I quite. Did you see what they did yesterday? What so was they that? got all 23 players. and they spent an hour. Like I Super bet Ball Sterling style. was absolutely loaded with <laughs>
1: with everyone around him. Then you've just got someone like Maguire stood around twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> someone come talk to me. I got interesting stuff too.
0: They should—they should have got like uh, you know, in ice hockey where they used the enforcer used to have a huge role. They should have had one of them in the England squad just to stand around Sterling when the journals come over. <laughs> I don't think you want to ask that question, mate. <laughs> Get Barton in from the Fleetwood job. Just have a little stand around with a big cigar in his hand like that. <laughs> you don't want to do this. <laughs> Did you see? Um, have you seen any of the clips of his press conference being introduced as the uh, Fleetwood manager? He didn't try and put on a French accent. Again, no, the, the first question they've asked is, um, do you not think it's a bit of a gamble by the board to uh, get you as their manager? <laughs> And, <laughs> and he's, he's, made, what, he's, 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 he's made a comment as well. He's like, "Yeah, I don't think we should talk about gambling today." <laughs> <laughs> That's very good for him to be. He said. He said as well. He said, um, "He was like, this is what's meant to be the death of Joey Barton, the player, and kind of the birth of Joey Barton, the manager." And he's like, "Let me tell you, there's a lot of people out there who will be happy with the death of Joey Barton, the player." <laughs> He it's does kind of the frustrating thing with Barton. I think
1: he has got a good side to him, where he's yeah. like quite funny, intelligent sort of guy, which kind of just makes it all more inexcusable when he does like the stupid shit he did do.
0: I haven't actually uh, seen uh, his or listened to his podcast personally, but I've heard it's brilliant. He uh, basically gets like a top level sportsman and he talks to them about what gives them the desire to win. Yeah, and he's he's got. I know bellew has been on there, but apparently it's been really good. I just Belly just won or just his podcast in general? Just his podcast so in I general. imagine the Belly one would be a bit of a nightmare. Those <laughs> two just, could be an awful combo. It's just him going, I've just got to get back to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. I've just seen uh, my brother of all people has just shared something, which I don't know how these things like go viral on Facebook and all things like that. Police are going around pubs and clubs saying, we can't wear England tops with a footy and got to take the flags down because it's upsetting people that don't come from here. This obviously isn't the case, is it?
1: Well, he, um, your brother, said that this obviously isn't. Direct. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but I, I mean,
0: people share it genuinely believing cause it. It
1: came on my timeline because somebody else shared it, but like genuinely meant. <laughs> Christ, I won't <laughs> name him who it was, but yeah, it's pretty embarrassing.
0: <laughs> I've seen a load of uh, like the Tommy Robinson stuff this week. I saw an article, you know, these satire articles get shared now. One yeah. of them was like millions of people un- unknowingly expose themselves as idiots <laughs> as they real as. Um, they prove they do not understand how the British law works. I mean, this isn't the time for an in-depth thing on that, but I just thought it was going down the Morrissey same path. Morrissey came
1: out and supported uh, Tom Robinson today.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> if we go back to the favourites who could struggle, yeah, i do. Yeah, so I think Argentina has potentially won, and I think if it wasn't for the fact that they're um, the notorious sort of tournament team inverted commas and always so reliable, I'd say Germany. Oh could, wow! Don't you dare! Only in that that group isn't a bad group. Mexico, Sweden, and South Korea aren't bad teams. To, if we were going in against. I think
0: Mexico might shit out. They're one of the yeah. ones that, but I didn't, I didn't know if like class was a favourite. But no, no I, th- I think they're going to struggle.
1: I think they could. They're not. It's going to sound bad because they've never been like exactly a top team. But I don't think they are quite as good as the last couple of tournaments. No, I think Ch- if Chicharito is probably still your best attacking <laughs> option, that maybe ties you something. Carlos Vela. But yeah, I don't, I don't think this is like a vintage Germany team. Which it says a lot about Germany. They could still go to the final with that,
0: but I'm actually the complete opposite about Germany. But I'll get on to why. When I, I when
1: was just making the that. comment that, that I think that group is a potential. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. As because they are who they are. Even you know, even if they had like a bad first game, for example, they're the team you'd back to come through. Yeah. But um, I think if there was like a different favorite in that slot that they were in, I think they could be in a, a bit of trouble.
0: Yeah. Um. In terms of other players, though, that uh. Uh, could be missed. I mean, Sané is one where I think could be missed, but they have several other players like that, so they've got um, Brandt. Brandt, and they've got Royce there as well who you think are going to play in the same position that he Sané would be injured. In. Yeah, but my thing would be that if you're missing him, then I'm not sure, other than maybe do it with it a bit quicker, I'm not sure what he does that the others don't do, so it would be Maybe it's a different kind of player that's needed if they're going to miss Sane or an injury, but you can't really say oh, we're missing him because of that, because it could have been him and that slot getting injured in that case. Yeah, absolutely true. England, I mean, I do think we'll miss Wilshire, but. I think we'll miss a creative influence yeah. of some
1: variety. Be that him or maybe Shelby in yeah. there who can pass. Definitely. But that's why I said I thought. If he does get game time, Loftus-Cheek could shine just as a yeah. base of someone who is actually a bit creative in the middle. Yeah. Not necessarily being that he's the best option there. but I've seen a few people saying, um, was it Stan Collymore said, that? We're in, like moments from an England camp, that he's not just going there to clock at the air miles, that he is actually going to be getting some time. Saved, I hope so.
0: Which... I mean, he'll probably play in the friendly tomorrow. I mean, the game will be over by the time we share this episode, but he'll, I imagine he'll play in uh, the second friendly, so...
1: Southgate obviously likes him. Well. Yeah. i seen plenty of them.
0: Yeah, okay. If we move on then, so it kind of goes on from what you said before. So, which group are you most looking forward to seeing play out? Mm. Um, And, I mean, I, I, there's probably two or three which I'm quite excited for for different reasons. If we do the one that you said first, so Group D, Argentina, Croatia, Iceland, and Nigeria. Mm. That's just one of those, isn't it? Where. Argentina are definitely the standout favourites, but I don't think you're... They're not games where you're, you would say, oh, I'm going to go out because the results are foregone conclusion there.
1: should be entertaining games and also, kind of as we've alluded to, if any of those top teams in each bracket are unreliable, you'd think Argentina would probably be the ones.
0: Forget Iceland did actually a great job in qualifying. They're not just a team that fluked past England. They, they have... Got a very solid way of playing, and they do know how to get a result. So,
1: yeah, absolutely. We, I think, maybe arrogantly England kind of had a big thing yeah. about going out against Iceland. But when you look at it, they did the job on us. It wasn't like yeah. a just a fluke.
0: Keeper helped as well, though. Joe Hart. Yeah. Thankfully, he's going to be far away. I saw
1: uh, missing players eleven. On oh, and Hart me. was oh, in there. Christ. Hart and Smalling <laughs> made it. I saw people saying like, "So Laporte doesn't get in there, but Smalling does."
0: Well, you look. There's about there's about ten German keepers who were good enough to be in most World Cup squads. <laughs> it's a doubt whether Hart's even our fourth best. No. no, it's it's atrocious. Uh, he is. I think he obviously had a good. He obviously was a good keeper at one point. He just fell off a cliff.
1: Oh Christ! he's we and said
0: with it, the England keeper curse. It helps when you've got that city defence in front of you as well. When you had a prime company sat there in front of you.
1: Yeah, that does help, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, other groups, though, uh, Group H, and maybe not the uh, group of uh, like a glamorous group, but you mentioned it: Poland, Colombia, Senegal. I think Japan. that's kind of why, isn't it? I yeah, think because it's pretty. Uh, pretty There's over- no clear favourite at all. No, not for me. I mean, we all know what Colombia and Poland can do. Senegal though when you actually break down their team and you look they've got Mane Diafra Sacco Keita Balde Koulibaly there they've got a more than capable team
1: yeah again that article I was talking about earlier with the um, tipping players to watch and um, a couple of Danes. there was a couple of lads like, from Senegal as well yeah. they were saying they're looking to kind of be the next Mane I know that's probably going to be the uh, a little bit like whenever you see a, a big midfield enforcer they say the new yeah. I know there's a tendency <laughs> that people try and do that but they were talking them up in a big way as well. so It'd be interesting to see what they can provide. I think... Uh, <laughs> just seeing the ring girl on there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, yeah, um, like you said.
1: I, I quite like Brazil's group, actually, as well, though. As much as Brazil are, obviously, the kind of head and shoulders above, Switzerland, Costa Rica and Serbia are three teams, yeah, I think, that yeah. could make Joel up... Joel Campbell. Um, I can't believe you get losing him on a free. Oh no. Disgraceful. what actually happened there? Because I I thought he actually played well, well he, and then it, he came, it's like he played one well and then thought, nah, we're getting rid.
0: He came back uh When he first came from back Wank and then he, he played He scored one. in the Emirates Cup when in the same game that Sonogo got four in. <laughs> which maybe okay. says what Benfica's team turned up there. And then uh he was kind of in and out of the team and I think he is a guy that needs a run of games but if you remember when we went out to uh, Monaco the second leg we nearly turned it round I think we went out on away goals in the end he had a a brilliant game there and he uh, had a couple of ones where he could have shot and he was teeing up Giroud and he, he he linked up quite well with Giroud I think Giroud is one of those guys who compliments any player that he is with, though.
1: Players must love playing with him, I think. Yeah, yeah.
0: he looks like he's the perfect guy because he, he adjusts to how you play rather than play his own game. Yeah, true. But no, I think it, it's a case of... Campbell got susoed. Yeah. Played well and then the manager just thought, "Now nah, we're getting rich. Well, the same happened with Lucas Perez. Then you must look at, like, uh, I mean, I won't hear anyone else say a bad word about him, but Danny Welbeck <laughs> has some awful games. And you look at Iwobi, was playing there as well. And you know, they must be looking and thinking, how are these blokes playing instead of me? I thought
1: Owobi looked good for Nigeria. Didn't I? Look, yeah, compared well, to how green. it was for
0: Arsenal. Maybe this is why We're our new Awake him, is going to be green. So <laughs> he just thinks he's playing for Nigeria. Makes you wonder what Wenger was doing. <laughs> well, yeah, because he always played. He scored the goal to get uh, them to the World Cup, but um, I think it be, yeah, he he's a guy who maybe the system just wasn't right for him. And his we know, confidence th- did look shot. Yeah, well. well, we know that uh, everyone loves an overreaction here. I saw one forty-five minutes of a friendly Nigeria in, and people are look. This team's gonna be lucky if they score a goal. Let alone get a win. It's like, come on, forty-five minutes of a game yeah, yeah. at Wembley.
1: Ridiculous.
0: They probably were all trying it. They were just admiring their kits. Didn't want to get them dirty, so they didn't want to be sliding around. I don't think I've seen a phenomenon quite
1: like this Nigeria now, look boys, kit.
0: Look, boys, this kit's sold out. We can't be getting these dirty. <laughs> what is it about the like? Why the Nigeria kit? Why is that taken off? Why I think it's, it's just all... that it's different. Yeah. And I don't know if this makes any sense at all, but it seems to be the only kit that reflects the country that is wearing it. So it looks like it's been tailored for a Nigeria kit rather than we said on Monday's episode about uh, the Puma kits where they just have like a stencil design. Stock. Yeah, sort of and then they yeah. just chuck it out with a different colorway for each yeah, true. For each team. Kind of like uh, Reebok are doing with the UFC t-shirts now, where they're taking like a personality trait of the fighter yeah. and they're finding a way to incorporate that. So they had a tie-dye, short O'Malley tee with the weed signs all over it and <laughs> hippie stuff. And then for um, Vasta, they've got a guy doing a shoeie on the front and also that's they're, cool. Yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. all different ones so I think that's what it is I think it is just one it's different but the African teams have always had nice kits when you look at the Ghana ones with the multicoloured um, like trimmer on the outside yeah yeah true that's one people like and uh, there was the I'm going to get the wrong part of Africa but there was an African kit I don't want to get the wrong one but it was like green and they had like a stencil design underneath it like that Mexico kit we were looking at the other day yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind of yeah. like that, but an, an African one, and it was really nice as well. So I think they do Probably South Africa. I'm not sure. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I think they do take a lot more of the personality of the team into their kit when the they're when they're making stuff, it. Yeah. And obviously, as soon as someone tells you that it's going to sell out, then it goes further, doesn't it? Because people are like, what it's going to sell out. Things, well, now I want to get it, yeah. it because uh, there was also
1: that element of that when people looked at it and thought, "God, that's outrageous! it Looks horrible." Quick, where you quickly then become, where some people, you yeah. mainly, will go like, yeah, I really like that. And then it just kind of rolls Well, from I liked there,
0: it, it I? when it first came out. And then yeah, the closer it got where I think there would maybe times where I've looked at it and thought, it's nice, I think it is. And you hear someone else. You're like, no, 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 it definitely is. <laughs> but no, I, I do like it. And I mean, I've said it before. I get all kinds of football shirts anyway. So it seemed like one where if I'm going to get all these other shirts, it would Why be not? weird to not get this one.
1: Why well, I was gonna actually say actually teams like Nigeria are kind of benefit from the fact they're not rivals with anyone so yeah yeah but but then they got you also got a Germany shirt <laughs> as does another friend of ours Another friend of them just got um France kit so that obviously doesn't really mean anything the shirt looks decent
0: yeah um all right let's move on again oh actually no a final group so Group D uh we got we're getting carried away. Uh, you can name D. all the groups and be like <laughs> all it's worth well it's literally all the ones you've said happen to be the ones that yeah, I opened yeah. down so I have three down and D and pretty much what you've said so it's as close it's probably like the tier two in a group of death kind of thing so Germany, Mexico, Sweden and South Korea people are expecting big things from Mexico regardless of what turn up but they're opening up against Germany so I think their confidence could be shot if they get busted there yeah true um but I think all the other games, like Sweden-Mexico will be a good game. South Korea are going to make it fun against anyone they're in with. And also, if Germany or Brazil shit out in their groups, they'll be playing each other in the last 16. Oh, if either of them comes second and the other one tops the group, they'll be playing each other in the last 16. That's a
1: good motivation to top your group, yeah. isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're the joint favourites uh, for the tournament. So, Which leads us on nicely. Prediction to win it all. So, I mean, like I said earlier, I think Germany are going to win the whole thing. I've stuck with it. Yeah. I think, regardless of form, I think they're just a hard-to-beat team. It's true. Uh, They've they got a side that's kind of, you look through, and it's a recognisable name at almost every position. They've yeah. got, they're drawing all of their players from all of the top clubs in, in Europe. I mean... Their midfield alone, they've got Tony Cruz to control the tempo, and then Urzil, who is the Urzil everyone talks about for Germany. So he's yeah, kind yeah. of the Ertzel he should be, which th- another maybe he is the system, maybe because he has less defensive responsibility there, so he's able to do his uh, do his thing. Also, the the thing I was kind of taking uh, disagreement with earlier with where we said about them going forward. And I think that Timo Werner up top scored seven goals in what is it? He scored seven goals in twelve appearances um, for Germany. He's only twenty-two years old, and I think them having someone to lead the line there. They've also brought Mario Gomez with them. <laughs> That's not bad so, option. So he's, he's got in there again. And also, when you think they, they won the World Cup with uh, a mixture of Schürrle and Goetzer up top. So yeah, anyone true. ruling them out for that reason, I'm not sure that's going to stop them. Yeah,
1: valid. I think Werner could kind of fall into the category of um, young players to watch as well, couldn't they? Yeah, but it's he's a, literally the one I've got. Uh, as yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, seems to fit the sort of the criteria perfectly. Yeah, but... uh, yeah, you can never rule them out, can you? I'm, um, I am split just between France and Brazil. I do see one of them. I just think, I think one of them is going to have an absolute storm of a tournament. Um, I'm going to go with France. I just think they definitely, what you said about, you look at every position for Germany. If you look at every position for them, they do have, you could a make a recognisable name, and athletic as well. You could make two top
0: five national sides out of the France squad.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Well, wow, we said about the standby list, didn't we? Yeah. About how they're how was ridiculous compared to our actual squad, let alone our list. Um, I just think, this tournament could see a lot of emphasis I think on sort of pace and athleticism as well and I just think France have got the edge over almost anyone there definitely over Germany
0: that's where I wonder with
1: Germany have they got the legs in there Well, like, there's no doubt in quality and
0: experience but I don't know well like Connor is insistent that Deschamps is just the reason they're just going to shit out I mean they do have a habit of screwing themselves over where, with some rest in the camp playing away with people they shouldn't be playing around with uh, ben, in Benzema's case <laughs> for the excuse that they are a <laughs> prostitute so that's fine uh, but no I think I'll say the thing again you put all of their players into a computer simulator and they're going to beat nine nine teams out of ten when they're going through but I I do I like France so I'll be more than happy to see them go a long way as long as uh, it's not at the expense of England well, I think England would play them in the quarters or the semis if they top their group no no I'm not sure if it's topping or come a second, but I think somewhere they can meet France later on. Yeah. Um, have you seen this uh, Yassine Adli that Arsenal have supposedly signed from PSG? Yeah. So um, th- this is harsh. So it just brought me onto it because um, uh, Rabio was left behind by France. And Ugly Rabio was trending on Twitter purely oh, wow. because of how people are describing how Adli looks. <laughs>
1: ugly okay, Rabio. yeah
0: Jesus essentially he's, he's just got curly hair and he's skinny so they're like it's Rabio. <laughs> he must have gone on thinking "Oh, I wonder what people are thinking of this move to Arsenal just seeing oh good good one we've signed the ugly Rabio and people say you do know that isn't Rabio? oh for Christ's sake football manager wonder kids. so hopefully he does the business
1: you bring him in and uh, Fellaini as well
0: yeah, so just get progressively ugl- uglier team. I hope we do get Fellaini. I really hope Skinny, we
1: do. Guinea, curly head. Yeah, you actually do hope you get him. Yeah. Well, if you want to become a bit more nasty, like people say, then he should help with that. Those yeah.
0: elbows from the top.
1: You hated him as well, watching him against <laughs> Arsenal.
0: At Everton, though, he was he was a killer when he was at Everton. So if he's anything like that, then.
1: They ended up sticking him up top most times. Yeah, so if you want to do that... He's
0: not a bad guy to have in your team for free. That's that's my... No, as a, as a free signing, it isn't bad, is it? I don't think we'll do it. It seems too on Arsenal, but...
1: Maybe say a bit about Emery if you do.
0: I saw someone say, how would uh, Arsenal fans have reacted if Arsene Wenger was still in charge and his first signing of the summer had been a 34-year-old Lichsteiner? Valid. I think it would have been accepted purely for the fact Bellerin is our only right-back, so...
1: I don't shit and it is a free sighting. Yeah, so exactly. It's experienced experienced a really player
0: run. on a free sighting. Yeah. I was done. Oh, was that the last round? Because the bloke's mouthpiece is literally just gone into the crowd. Ugh, so, no, there's another round to go. So yeah, he's gonna be struggling there, and I don't think his coach has realised. Um <laughs> if we go on then from there actually another one I was gonna say, um, who's one to watch is a uh, Golovin for uh Russia. Yeah, and yeah. And the issue definitely. is gonna be how they do. Because they they're not in a pleasant group, but I've, that ring girl again, so far. Um, seeing him on football manager, which is the first time I saw him, but then seeing him when he played for CSKA against Arsenal, he was great at keeping hold of the ball. He was great at defensively and staying in position. I mean, he, in despite them losing by about four goals, he he bossed Jacker each time they went up against each other. I mean, he's put a free kick in the top bins, which isn't a bad way to. Uh, continue either so no, I was impressed with him I, look, yeah.
1: I, I don't think it's a bad Russia team actually I think bearing in mind they're the hosts as well that normally gives you a bit of a boost I, yeah. think, I think they could get out of that group
0: they're going to need to win the first game against Saudi Arabia
1: oh yeah I think I mean anyone to go through that but, group is look to be good doing good. it probably as well I would think that you all might get the fans excited Uruguay are probably the best team in that that group but they're not ridiculously good so I, I think Russia could get their way out of that group and then yeah. like you said when you're the host country yeah you, you've seen this well we have a
0: Chabalala <laughs> moment <laughs> see Argentina called off their friendly with um, Israel because of death threats to Messi
1: yeah because he came out and sort of said about how they're killing Palestine kids all right, like, yeah, we can't yeah. play a team that kills innocent Palestinian children it's Like Jesus.
0: Christ. yeah maybe say that for after the game <laughs> yeah yeah um Okay, uh, I think oh, wow. that it's, is. Scrambled. <laughs> yeah, he got knocked down in the earlier round. I think, uh, in terms of kind of coverage, that's uh, us done. But I was going to just, before we finish, say about kind of our favourite memories of watching the World Cup as, as we've been younger. Mm. And I think we've both mentioned it before how now when people say oh we had to sit in our classroom and watch the World Cup at school it's not the same as when we were at school and I feel old saying it to people now where you had like one TV for the whole school yeah, and you had to cram in like an assembly hall and all watch the game and I think the one everyone remembers is us going out to uh, Brazil yep. with uh, Ronaldinho putting it past Seaman being an Arsenal fan wasn't pleasant there even as, <laughs> even as a young kid but who was it we beat in the early, was it Argentina, that World Cup?
1: Yeah, but I think that was a uh, weekend, because
0: I remember I was okay. at my brother's I house remember us beating that. someone in an earlier round of us all watching it, but it honestly could have been anyone. I remember we
1: drew with Nigeria, <laughs> I was at the back of the school hall, literally, I, couldn't, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on, I think it was nil-nil. I was at the back of the hall, this tiny TV.
0: HD was just a pipe dream as well then, kids, so <laughs> yeah. there was nothing.
1: And... Uh, well, you yeah, weren't, you, you weren't even
0: relying on like a uh, like freeview or a set top box. You're relying on like yeah analog TV. I
1: remember the teacher whacking the top of the TV. That's, <laughs> that should tell you something.
0: Well, for us, um, there there wasn't a plug socket in the right place in the assembly hall for uh, the game I was on about before the Brazil one. So we actually were crammed in the reception. So it was, and they had kind of like shelves and that in there. So it was like almost like a diagonal, like almost like a Tetris block shape of everyone crammed in, trying to see it on the the screen. I do love how serious football was taken that they did do that at school. Well, I was saying my brother, I texted him yesterday because he works away as like a a carer. So I said to him, do you know if you're off for any of the England games? And I mean, it's a plus for me if it means he's not going to have people here. But on the other side, I, I feel like everyone should be able to watch England if they want to watch England at the <laughs> World Cup. He found that he's working for every game. And if England go through, he's likely going to be working for the next <laughs> game as well. That's unlucky. And I mean, he works with um, behaviourally challenged kids. And I said, like, well, they want to watch it. And he was like, they might want to, but whether I'll actually be able to watch it properly is another thing altogether. You're
1: definitely not going to be able to. No, absolutely not.
0: So, no, he's going to have a horrible time.
1: I can look back on that nostalgically now, but I, I think I did kind of hate watching it at school. I think I did kind of think this is shit.
0: Well, you think, like, me in particular, I'm probably the, the stand-up one who will hate hates watching football with anyone bar about three to four people, and it's a very select bunch even then. So watching it there with all kinds of people was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah bad. It's a bit better now. I mean, most people are at least if you want to watch it on your own you can stream it on your laptop you can watch it on TV in your room and all sorts but it was it's bad then it's its, it's bad now I'm thinking about uh, when uh, we're watching this England game I don't know who's going to if people are over and they're causing a, causing a ruckus I'll be having words
1: what do you mean causing a ruckus?
0: talking about the game is fine talking about something about your plans for next Tuesday whilst England are on <laughs> Bang out of order. That's the way of getting you get your kicked. Got to get to Tesco this weekend to stock up on uh, their drink deals before the World Cup. You may think this is outrageous for a man of uh, my capabilities. I'm aiming to get buy 40 cans. It will last me for the foreseeable. But they're charging about seven quid for 20 cans, or they did last year anyway. <laughs> so I'm hoping they do the same. Get 20 normal and then... Uh, Twenty dark fruit or maybe ten dark fruit, ten cloudy apple. Mix it up. My brother's actually uh, <laughs> which is kind of a normal conversation here, so I was, he's going uh, to I can't. Where is he going? It's not Krakow, but it's uh, somewhere similar. And uh, he realised he doesn't have his passport. He's left it at his ex and he's like, "Yeah, I'm definitely not getting that back." <laughs>
1: What do you mean not get it
0: back? What the hell? Like, he's thinking, like, it's not even worth asking. (laughs) So I've got to help him uh, get a new one later. He may have to do a drive down because he's going away in a month. He's not thought this through. No, I think he kind of realised, like, when he couldn't find it today, he was like, oh no, (laughs) I know where this is. He's had a nightmare there. But I forget when I was talking about just favourite kind of England moments. It seems just like I'm just clutching the earliest one, but. In terms of watching football properly, I don't think I have a better one than that England-Wales game. I wish you'd been in England for that. Because, <laughs> well, I, would, I would say you'd have been off work. With with your team, you may not have been off work. <laughs> but just watching that, it is kind of better, isn't it? When you all but convinced yourself the result isn't going to go your way and then somehow it's just clutched from Studge. the death. I agree. I admire the composure of Sturridge to still pull off the dance, despite... Just not just freak out. (laughs) Yeah. If that's me, I'd be like, um, when you're trying to wind up the other person on FIFA and you just don't celebrate, you just keep running, so it just keeps going. I'd be at the other end of the pitch. But I'd also be really annoyed if I had the celebration planned in a moment like that. And there's always that bloke who just grabs the striker and won't let them run away. And they must be so irritated when they've got a good celebration they want to do. (laughs) <laughs> anyway have you got anything else you want to check in about the World Cup before we uh, before I don't we know continue? if you can go a
1: favourite memory 2006 World Cup final was a done headbutt I had the shits for it <laughs> so I was in and out of the game I was around for the headbutt thankfully uh, but yeah I was darting in and out real bad shits and uh, I also not promoting underage gambling but we had a sweepstake <laughs> at school and I had France so obviously once the dance drop my headbutt. fuck's sake. And some kid who doesn't even follow football had Italy. Well looking
0: Looking back, I can always tell it was a big game when my memory I had my mum watching it as well. Yeah. Because I mean I feel, I feel like it's the same for most people, but we only had one T V in the house and of uh, it that actually had T V on it, so we had ones for like Playstations yeah. and that. Um, and we didn't have Sky Sports, so when it, you had a game on ITV or BBC, that was like the big deal then. And uh, I remember the worst one, her being there, and I can tell because usually she'd be annoyed if I'm getting carried away. And I've said it before, the uh, Arsenal-Liverpool Champions League quarter-final where Babel has dived for a penalty <laughs> after seeing Arsenal take the lead with that Walcott run.
1: Yep. And had boy over the goal.
0: Horrible. That was where I had a dislike for Liverpool come from because literally everyone in my school year was a Liverpool fan. Yeah, yeah. Back where, like, a, a deep joke then was getting a text, you wouldn't let Arsene Wenger have a dog because he can't hold on to a lead, it was like a genuine text I received yeah. after the game. Yeah. <laughs> you can see where that's going from.
1: You didn't have Twitter, so everything used to be just via text. Yeah. So you just get a text.
0: Remember people used to text people jokes? Well, you didn't even have a group you chat. Get like an awful... Yeah, you didn't even have a group chat.
1: Yeah. You get texts like dark jokes of just like some bloke who like you're friends with. It's a little bit older than you. you should... What's your
0: first dark joke memory? Because my one is, I remember there was, a, there was a phase where my uncle, the one who supports Arsenal, lived with us. Yeah. And I remember sitting down for dinner. It seems a myth now, just to have everyone sat down eating dinner together. But um, doing that and him making a joke about Steve Irwin <laughs> after he died earlier that day. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that was like the speed. I remember with Michael Jackson, they were like, bang, immediate. You you have the jokes there. Almost, a savage world. There's a guy just there, just with jokes about everyone dying, just ready to press the button. I
1: my mean, Sycopedia was a thing.
0: Yeah, I do, because I feel like everyone got away with it. I'm, I look back through People now. People just stole stuff. Yeah, them. and I, I see that on my like, on this day thing on Facebook. And there's always someone who's commenting, good copy and pasting. So what not that literally every joke is someone just sharing a joke they've heard?
1: But yeah, at some point, someone's done it originally, haven't they? Yeah. So I remember Frankie Boyle. I don't know if you sued him or what, but he ended up Oh yeah, it on Wikipedia, didn't he? Yeah. He
0: like, literally just done his joke word for word. And he was like, yeah. yeah, this is mine. Literally the entire, like, content Presumably of his that's stand-up It's not, not a thing anymore, is it? Not as far as I'm aware. Presumably, I be, that's looked. why it died a death. <laughs> yeah, there's always those people um, who want to tell you how good a stand-up show is whilst telling you every like, bit of the show. And it's thought, like, well, that's kind of the point of me sitting down to watch the stand-up show is yeah, seeing the jokes. <laughs>
1: it literally doesn't work. You wouldn't see like, everything that happens in the yeah. film. But like, well, you got to go and see it. Well, it's done, though.
0: Yeah, well, I know too many people who say this isn't a spoiler, but... <laughs>
1: I'm running for the hills once I've heard
0: that. <laughs> I'm out of there. Anyway, this seems a good enough time to wrap it up. We've gone for a solid 52 minutes, chatting waffle. Yeah, and we'll have uh, some throughout the World Cup going on. So I mean, depending on which team is on, then we'll re- we'll record to aim for Monday, Tuesday release ish. Yeah. Um. So hopefully we got some good games actually to kind of react to whilst uh, on the pod. But until then, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. Um, Check us out at www.spitballingpod.com. Leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, all that business, and we'll be back soon. Thank you.